welcome back, everybody, or welcome if you're a first-time listener. This is Prefer Not to Say. James and Greg here, back again because we have an addiction to speaking into the ether. Oh, is this my turn? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Without fail, every single time. <laughs> I just turn off my brain most of the time, man. It's just how I operate. You turn on the recording and then turn off your brain. Yeah, and then I wait about 20 seconds and I'm like, all right. All right, time to go again. <laughs> Boot it up. It's like recharging my brain. Like a battery. Like those rechargeable ones? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you been seeing those memes where they've been showing those uh, batteries that used to have the little life life meter where you like you put your finger and thumb on it and then it'll show you how much battery life you have left? Uh, I haven't seen the memes, but I remember the batteries. Yeah, you... you break your fingers trying to make it work <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to find the ones that have just enough juice for you to play your game boy so you're just sitting there squeezing the life out of it like please give me one bar one <laughs> like a like a crackhead uh, i was cool and my uh my parents got me a battery pack for my game boy oh man a rechargeable one mm. that was lit I remember I saw a video with someone show, like who hooked up all the accessories you could get for like a Game Boy Color, and it was unreal. Like you had the like battery it. pack, you had like the uh, it had the control the the extra like the uh, control panel shell that had like bigger buttons or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you put like the magnifying screen, and I was just like, whoa! And the camera <laughs> and the posable LED light, like. It starts looking like a Cthulhu-esque nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It looks like a biblically accurate angel. Yeah, honestly. Pops up on the screen, be not afraid. (laughs) It's got 37 eyes. (laughs) It's made of fire. I still still love this meme. It was like, don't call your girlfriend an angel unless she has the head of a tiger and wings with eyes on them. Oh, my God. So today's episode, we're going to talk about inflation, and this was inspired by the fact that it finally happened. They're blaming millennials for inflation. Oh my goodness. An article came out blaming us for inflation. This one specifically says, the size of the millennial generation is to blame for high, sky-high inflation, strategists say. Do strategists say anything more? Is that it? That's just the, that's just the title. Oh, I'm yeah. like skimming through the article. Uh, one person said it has to do with like too many people with too much money oh here's what it is see what everyone is not including in the conversation is what really causes inflation which is too many people with too much money chasing too few goods what do you mean too much money uh, what, what when where do we have too much money you know i heard i can't remember who it was but uh somebody was telling me about it that like somebody like a senator or congressman whatever was like um uh, all these uh, all these millennials and the the zoomers and whatnot are all flush with cash. So like we gotta oh, wait no. till that we, we, out. we talked about this before. Oh bi- yeah, that was us. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was bitch McConnell. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this weird perception is coming from, but you know, it's it's typical like clickbait articles to get boomers to be like, yeah, it's not my fault, it's theirs. <laughs> Stay subscribed to whatever shit blog it is. We're living like royalty with them stimmies still. Dude, man, that twelve hundred dollars, bro, I retired. <laughs> you know what's sad? I actually saw Right before this at TikTok, someone said that uh they released reports showing that uh seventy five percent of 
the PPP loan money did not go to employees or payroll. Oh, that sounds about right. And I was like, oh, and the and like eighty percent of them have been forgiven. Mm. <laughs> this is this is probably how that 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 idea went. You know, some but some CEOs like or or founder of a company is like, oh, well. They got all there. They they all got paid. They, they didn't have to spend anywhere. They're twelve hundred dollars stimmy checks. Well, I'm just gonna keep my stimmy check to me. <laughs> <laughs> your your se- several magnitudes greater stimmy check. All right, but it's this idea that like millennials have it easy and we're all rich basically and we don't do anything with our money to help the economy or whatever. And it's like, no, a lot of us are broke and can barely afford to live. Honestly, I was reading this thing the other day and uh, I don't know where the quote is from, but dude quoted somebody and he was like, he was like, hard men create good times, good times create soft men and soft men create hard times or some shit like that. Right. And I'm just like, damn, these boomers out here soft as fuck. They're so soft in the head. They can't realize they fucked the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no condom. Went in raw. <laughs> also, the idea that millennials and younger generations are soft, I, I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't see it. Most of the young people I know are, like, extremely de- uh, devoted to whatever their uh, passion is, you know? Like, I know I know dudes in their young 20s who are, like, throwing away, like, 60, 70 hours into, like, their uh, their own startups and shit because they don't want to be slave uh, slave labor forever. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm I'm talking about your boys over at Lavish, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was gonna say, I was like, oh, do you know more budding entrepreneurs? <laughs> I mean a couple, but I don't know like them in or I I don't know them well enough to know exactly how much time they spend on it. I just talk to like Eric well often enough to know that like he's always working. Uh they're doing really well though. Mm-hmm. Like yo, once they they hit they hit a stride and they just seem to keep going up. Mm-hmm. But everyone else who's stuck working, you know the the wage slave life. Uh, sorry, inflation's just killing us. We we can't even help out try to alleviate inflation because we don't have control over that. For real, don't, people don't get paid enough. Inflation was so high, like motherfuckers did. People got negative raises this year. Well, that was the thing that I never understood because they're they what they calculated what inflation at like ten percent or something this year. Mm-hmm. Why is gas double, dude? For real, like things companies shouldn't have record profits if it's inflation. That makes absolutely no sense. Oh, it's at ten percent. Why am I paying forty to fifty to sixty percent more for everything else? Well, because because <clears throat> they gotta have their profits go far and above that ten percent. Duh. Otherwise, the shareholders will pull out, and it'll completely ruin this company by doing absolutely nothing to it. What would happen if we just got rid of the stock market? Um, you'd see a lot of uh, upper-class wealthy people maybe having to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Because I always think about that. I was like, if, if, if all your wealth comes from just investing, real, what if they pulled the rug from under that? I mean, money's fake. If they just yeah. decided, you know what, we're done with money, <laughs> they'd be yeah, finished. We're not, we're not using the dollar anymore. We got this new thing. Well, that's why everybody was so pressed about cryptocurrency. But I mean, <laughs> we immediately fucked that into the ground as soon as as soon as there were like tons of them, and we're like, we could trade them for profit. Problems. 
Yeah, I think that is what it that was the problem. And I think my my overall issue with blockchain technology is the fact that this idea of currency and just the fact that we should have shifted away from currency. Blockchain could be used for so many better things, especially for I mean ecologically speaking, it's terrible for the environment. Why are we doing it just to do what the older generations did with fiat currency? Why are millions being ported in the metaverse, but we can't help our own planet? Because uh, nothing has value unless it generates revenue. Oh, that's right. Side note, the metaverse is literally just VR chat for tech bros. I'd, I'd say it's just VR chat for, like, normies. Because everyone I've seen on VR chat is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny. I remember when they were like, uh, <laughs> when uh, Steve jo- or not Steve Jobs, uh, Mark Zuckerberg first announced the whole like metaverse thing, and like, imagine if you could do a, a virtual meeting, and someone shared is like, man, this dude think he invented VR chat. <laughs> imagine if you could put this headset on and you could interact with your coworkers. It's like, dog, you're like ten years behind. What's going on? And it's also, well, I mean, I think the thing we also have to talk about in regards to inflation is the lifespan of currency, because once it hits a certain person's pockets, it gets hoarded. Mm -hmm. You know, when you take things out of circulation, that's not good. I've never understood the whole hoarding wealth thing. Like, what's the whole, what's the point if you're not spending it to acquire things or to do stuff? Yeah. And and a lot of wealth's made up because it's all, you know, valuation. Mm Mm-hmm. In other news, the euro and the U.S. dollar hit parity not too long ago. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> no more having to be like, oh, what's the conversion ratio? It's one. <laughs> That's kind of wild. It might not be. It, it might not be uh, equal anymore. Like to, it, it could be off already. But like, as soon as it hit one to one, I feel like the, the valuation should have just been locked, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about it anymore. I think the other thing, though, is uh, a lot of products are uh, doing a deflation in products. Mm-hmm. Like, they're slowly, you know, reducing the size of, like, a bag of chips. And it's like, why? I'm just going to stop buying snacks. Yeah, we've been buying bags of air for years. <laughs> they're just going overboard. You know what I've always wondered? Why do gas prices fluctuate, but nothing else? Milk prices fluctuate, but... Do milk prices fluctuate? Yeah, but nowhere near as severely as gas does. Gas goes up and down fucking daily. I guess I've never noticed. I don't buy enough milk to know if it goes up or down. Yeah. I only remember it from uh, like when I was a kid and I'd hear like either my parents or my grandparents can like talk about it. But it'd always be like in in uh in tandem, you know. Gas would go up, milk would go up, or like milk would go down, gas would go down. That's and a strange like one happened. Yeah, yeah, I didn't never understood it, but like if one happened, they'd be like, "Oh, the other one's about to happen." I'm like, "What are you, some prophet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how are these related? What is this? It's some adult sorcery that I've yet to learn." <laughs> I mean, oil's kind of like the, or yeah, I mean, I guess gasoline's kind of kind of like milk. I mean. The reality of it is fresh, like, fresh squeeze fossils. <laughs> you see, equate uh, p- petroleum from corpses to squeezing cow titty. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you put it like that, it does sound kind of silly. <laughs> no, I mean, 
but like the reality of the situation is like gas prices go up, the cost of basically any conventional good is probably going to go up because they have to ship that shit. Yeah, that's true. I know it's a really bad bad days for the trucking industry when it comes to gas prices. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is the problem. This is why we like import and export shouldn't always be so vast. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, we need like dense, like dense societies. Like, urban density is very important to any sort of thriving community. Spacing things out and making things harder just doesn't. It's it's not the move. No, as much as I want, you know, no neighbors. It means like you know, less space can be taken up for um actual production of value. I mean, realistically, I don't want a fucking yard, dude. I'd be I'd be happy with the entire area around me being paved. <laughs> well, yards are scams. Look at all this grass. No. We we have grass because rich French people thought it was the biggest flex in the world, and then we adopted that, and then like the lawn care industry boomed. So, like like when I, if I ever get property, I'm taking out all the grass and just planting clover. You don't have to cut it. I think I'd do moss. I've thought about moss. Like, can you just grow moss? I don't know. Or is there like a process to growing moss? Because I know it's like moss often happens in like a compacted, moist dark area Mm. so how do you do that over a over the course of like a landscape i don't know but i've seen it so it is possible see i've heard people who do like you know like natural landscapes for their for their properties where it's like you know they they don't put in grass they just do anything that's native to the area and things that are low maintenance and they have like gardens where they have like all these like food that grows I don't know. Someone figure out the most chaotic good thing I can swap my lawn out for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there were a plant that actively fucked corporations, I'd grow it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just uh, community gardens. That's what screws over corporations. Because, you know, the the, pe- the people who get, you know, control the food, you can control people if you control food. We take that control back why you know they're like never move into a place with a homeowners association because they likely won't let you grow a garden which is absolutely ridiculous homeowners association i think is a fucking scam it's just a power trip for people that like have nothing else in their life they want but you you can't grow your grass in this this color (laughs) no fences (laughs) like what the fuck we got to be able to see what you're doing in your backyard. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's so interesting back here that you got to have your nose in it? Just nosy boomers. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and sip some water. So, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> And we're back. Oh, I was mid sip. <laughs> that's that's the point. I gotta catch you off guard. So we were talking about inflation. Now it's real funny because with all this inflation, guess who hasn't raised their prices? 
good old Arizona. Hey, wait a minute. I think I saw some for like one nineteen at the gas station the other day, or was that the 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 price like ninety nine cents and some change? Or do they have bigger cans of Arizona? I don't know. Standard cans are ninety nine cents. Okay. They had the plastic bottles. Maybe that's what. I, I don't know if those cost more. I can't remember. Well, there is a tweet that went viral showing a can that said 99 cents and a can that said 129 and Arizona had to be like, "Hey, so the 1219 is 129 one is from Canada." Oh. And if there's any other place you're getting charged more, it's I I think I read uh, I was reading comments on something saying it had to do with places that have a sugar tax. Okay. And one of the reasons they were able to keep the cost the same was at one point they figured out how to cut costs and they decided to just reduce the amount of aluminum they use for their cans and still kept the same volume of liquid. God damn. And it's Arizona. You know how much money they make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's why you can't convince me that all this inflation is necessary, especially when you got people making the highest profits since the 50s. For real. Just being like, oh, you want a drink? Dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's amazing. bucks. Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the amazing thing. It's like when they thought, okay, how do we, how do we cut costs? Raise the price? No. Lay off people? No. Cut wages? No. And let's re- let's reduce the packaging. Will that work? You know, as much as as much as I, like I I support the idea, I feel like to to be like f- fighting inflation that fucking hard that you can keep your product the same price for like decades. You know, and never have to worry about it. I think that's only possible because they're so large. You know, they have the infrastructure to support it and the efficiency. Like, I don't think I could walk into a mom and pop shop and expect them to, you know, be offering their own, you know, in-house made drink for a dollar. But I don't know. I don't know the, the what's the, what's it called? The uh, logistics of it. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because... You have to really think about you have to think about it on a micro and a macro level because you have to think about it. If people were paid adequately, these places like small places could afford to sell things cheaper. Because they'd be making enough because they'd have the customer base, but also the customer base. Yeah, I mean the size of the customer base is everything. That's why I think it's nonsense like raising prices for your profits. It's like you're not increasing your customer base. You don't have a better product. You're just charging more and paying people less. Yeah, you know, when people have more money, they spend more money. True. You know, I mean, arbitrarily just raising prices, it's like you have to th- figure something else out in order for it to be really effective. It's like how – think about the rate of movie going nowadays. Mm-hmm. I have two issues with it. The price, but not just the price. It's the fact that the ticket price is the same across the board. To me, ticket prices should be variable. I shouldn't be paying the same amount for a movie that's 90 minutes against a movie that's two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about like location-based. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're consuming less of their time, so it should cost less. Or like you're consuming more of their time, so it should cost more. Because I mean, like if they, if they take a theater and they fill it out with fucking two and a half hour movies all goddamn day, that's X amount of movies less that they can sell, so that's less tickets, so that should cost more. Right, exactly. 
But also, it's like, you know, if you have the reduced cost, if you have the reduced cost for shorter movies, it might encourage people to see things they wouldn't normally see because they don't want to spend the money to see it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> ticket prices are, I, this is, this is kind of, this is parallel but different, but, um, ticket prices are getting so goddamn out of hand <laughs> that, like, I don't even see the movies that I want to see anymore. Yeah, I can't afford it. Like, Thor Love and Thunder still haven't seen it. I thought you didn't want to see that. I wanted, well, I didn't want to originally, but then, like, somebody spoiled one thing about it that I had an issue with, and they were like, nah, bro, trust me, it's good. And I was like, alright, bet, I'll see it. I don't know, everyone's saying it's like, it's okay. They say it's not as good as Ragnarok. It's Ragnarok, but less. <laughs> that's That's what I'm hearing, is the general consensus. Well, that's the thing, it's like, and, you know, people don't go frequently enough to take care, take advantage of, like, you know, the AMC A-list, or... You know, I, I think uh, Celebration Cinema has their own program where it's like twenty bucks a month. And you can see three movies a week. I used to, I used to be a part of that, but I'd see at least two movies a week, so it was worth it, and it was really worth it because if you saw twelve movies a month for twenty dollars, you literally only had to see like two movies to be in the green. Yeah, and I was seeing at least two a week. Then the pandemic happened, and that ruined it for me. There ain't enough movies coming out that I want to see. I would just go see like everything. That. See, I, I don't, I don't, be, I don't like movies that much. <laughs> Starting to realize that. <laughs> no, I, I love the movies. That's why I have a movie podcast. But yeah, I, I just think about it like that because, and that's why I think you know when we see the record for you know how much money a movie made, how many tickets did it sell? Of course, movies are going to make more money over time because they cost more. And it also depends on your area. There's places where a movie is only like five bucks to see. Why do we track albums and like album sales, but not films and ticket sales? I don't know. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like going platinum and all that is based on how many albums you sell, you sell not how profitable they are. So, right? so this is the thing you understand. There's two metrics for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they do those, so there's sound scan numbers and then there's like arbitrary, like, like when you get certifications, the certification is how much that, uh, how much ship to stores. Mm -hmm. So if you had a million copies that ship to stores, regardless if they were purchased at those stores, you went platinum. Okay. So that's how that's calculated. But you do have, you do have sound scan numbers where they do track like individual individual record sales yeah it's so record sales is it's really weird i don't but know why is, it's separate the point is it's still not a dollar amount though is what i'm saying right yeah it's not they don't they don't they don't do it in dollars because literally it it could be any price anywhere but it's the same for ticket sales they're not the same universally so why you're measuring it in dollars doesn't make sense right that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've always wanted to know how many tickets were sold. Unless there's not really a good metric for that, unless they're like systems don't keep track of that. There's no fucking way their systems don't keep track. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who knows? They just toss out that number. <laughs> a theater could tell you what. A, a theater could like scan your fucking credit card and tell you what movie you saw six months ago. Like, no, they can track that. Oh, it's really interesting because they don't track. Nobody tracks like DVD or Blu-ray sales. I've I've never seen any sort of scale for measuring that ever. Hmm. I mean, you can figure out so there so some some do keep track of like, you know, rental sales. 
I mean, people don't really do that anymore because, I mean, the video store is pretty much dead at this point. The point of that is uh, money's not real and prices can be flexible if you really want them to. Just went on a whole tangent about like movie theaters and, and tickets and uh, I almost forgot my point. But that's the point. <laughs> uh, it's all price related. It's relevant. You know, the point is to get more customers spending more money in a way that helps everybody and not just the elites. Man, I'd buy more things if they were cheaper. That's all I'm saying. Right? I'd spend more money if I made more money. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. Could you imagine, bro, having expendable income? Dude, I'd do so right? many fun things. Uh, imagine how like our country would flourish if we had thriving wages. Mm-hmm. But they're real mad that the inflation also hit, you know, <laughs> what our demand for pay is. It's like, dog, labor's a product. <laughs> it's like, we, we set the rates for that. You're renting our time. Yeah, problem is, <laughs> the problem is, <laughs> is that people will accept shit pay. I don't understand this. Like every single, I'll keep, I'll keep saying this. Every time I walk into a gas station, I see like a now hiring signs for like $13 and I see someone working. I'm like, how? How the fuck are you doing this? You know, it's it's no one understands how much things really cost. But also these jobs are written off as, you know, the the no-skilled labor. It's like they're still necessary. It's like you're just admitting necessary work or despite it being necessary, you think that person should struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like I think our entire economy comes to a grinding halt without fuel. So, I mean, that that means we need a gas station attendant so I can get my fuel, you know? You know, I often wonder about gas station attendants because you can't even use the excuse that it's a job for teenagers because you have to be 18 to work there. Yeah. So, I don't know. How do, how do we fight the inflation? I've actually been seeing people talk about how we can protest inflation, but people there's people who are like, oh, don't buy gas from this date to this date. And then someone was like, no, we should be smarter than this. And they were talking about how instead of that, we should just go to stores, just get absolutely what we need and leave. You know, drive less, put money in your local communities. Like, over time, like, you, you can't have a start and end date because they can prepare for it, but if there's something they don't realize is happening... They're they're gonna crumble. So I've low key been doing this without trying. Like I conserve my fuel because I just don't want to go anywhere, and like, uh, when I when I grocery shop, I just get like the bare essentials, and then like I meal prep for the week now. And anytime that I want to buy like snacks, I go to this liquor store that's owned by this dude in the neighborhood. <laughs> that's all I do, and I do it. I did it on accident. The fuck. <laughs> you're like man i'm really i'm doing my part and i didn't even know it mm-hmm. it's just that easy i mean it's just it's just gonna keep getting worse and you know the companies are just playing themselves because it's like everybody's just getting priced out of everything and it's like you're just you're causing your own downfall you know it's that whole you know like the myth of the labor shortage it's like no there's no labor shortage you're not paying enough you can pay enough you just don't want to i don't know i think we need to go uh because, you know, there's always these detractors of like, oh, socialism or communism doesn't work. And I was watching this TikToker. He was talking about how, um, you know, if we didn't, if we all work together and figured out how to operate as communities, like effectively, it wouldn't matter. Like, you know, the whole the working hard or, you know, people's status wouldn't matter because someone was like, oh, well, uh, 
I forgot what they said, but I they were talking about how it doesn't work, and I was like, well. African tribes, Native American tribes thrived in a communal aspect for generations before colonialism. It's like, you don't think we couldn't replicate that? Nah, bro, it can't work because there's nobody at the top and people all want to be at the top and they're deluded into thinking there's enough space for them. Right. Yeah, well, right. There has I to be a hierarchy. I, I don't want everybody to be making a good life and, have, you know, making a good living because then what separates them from me? Because I'm going to be at the top. <laughs> well, there's also the idea that people won't do anything unless there's uh, an incentive, and I don't think that's true. Surviving isn't an incentive? What the fuck? Oh, no, this this is my thing. It's like, okay, well, someone pointed out the fan fiction community proves this wrong. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I forgot, oh, what was it? The biggest fan fiction is something ridiculous. I can't remember what it was. What is it? Uh, oh, <laughs> the <laughs> the longest fan fiction on fanfiction.net is called The Loud House Revamped. And it's over 16 million words long as of April 2022. Jesus Christ. I don't know what it's about, but it's... Well, I mean, the counter argument they're just going to have is going to be like, well, they're only doing that because it's easy. It's just writing. It oh, just writing? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> just writing? Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> Try writing. It's that's not, what I, it's that's not what easy. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what uh, I'm saying. Well, it's also, it's like me. I've been podcasting consistently for two and a half years for free. I do music. I don't get paid for that for free. It's like, you know how many people will probably love to do plumbing regardless if they got paid? Or like people who are like, you want to be electricians who wouldn't care as long as they're contributing or just they think it's cool. So they do it just because. Or the people who want to help people that so they want to become a doctor, but they can't afford medical school. Right. I don't know. (laughs) The best future doctors are the ones that you don't have a chance because of the, you know, the money barrier. I don't know. All, All I'm saying is like. If there was like a UBI and I never had to worry about shit, I think I'd actually pursue something that's like beneficial to a community instead of just picking some random fucking labor somewhere and being like, yeah, this pays the bills. Yeah. I mean, people are just like, you got to work. And it's like, why don't we get to a point where people actually figure out what they want to do? I mean, you know, there's only so many valid industries but entertainment will always be. But everybody seems to write that off when anybody wants to do it. They're always like, well, how can you make money with it? It's like, what do you mean? What do you consume on a regular basis? For real. It's like, you know, there's always going to be, or, or somebody, you know, because I was listening to Take It Out, he said there's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be great storytellers, entertainers, people who keep the records, people who do the art, people who maintain, you know, you know, everything else. Everybody has our place, but we can't find our place if we're just forced to work these silly jobs just because we're forced to, you know, get a paycheck. For real. You know, money also gets people into the wrong industries just because they can pay into it. Oh, well, I guess we'll see what happens over the next couple years. Like I said, in the pandemic, I said this is the beginning of a trilogy. It'll be 2020, 2021, and 2022 will be the like the grand finale. And things are getting wild. They got what? Five more months to go fucking ham. Oh, yeah. Well, now it's going to be election season coming up. 
I want to see what happens in 2023. I want to. I want to know if, like, on the, on New Year's Day, we're gonna have anything crazy like we did a while ago. You know, World War Three and shit. <laughs> the first day of 2020 was like, yo, World War Three. What? I want to wake up in 2023 and have some like global issue happening, and then I'm like, ah, yes, the Roaring Twenties, indeed. <laughs> well, all right, everybody, that's the show for today. Hope you had fun. Uh, you can find us on all our socials at PNTS Pod. If you like to follow anything that I'm doing individually, I produce and release music under the alias Boutique Paul. All my socials are at BTQ Paul. Or if you want to listen to my other pod, The K Cut, where I talk nothing but movies, follow that on all the socials at The K Cut. Um, you can find Greg in your cavities after eating too much sugar. Aw, because I'm so sweet. <laughs> deep in the root of the tooth he's just hiding there straight (laughs) chilling waiting to jump out of the dentist first chance he gets imagine that you're you're working on someone's teeth and just somebody like jumps out and then you just poof become full size (laughs) i got you bitch (laughs) (laughs) like some magic school bus nightmare shit (laughs) (laughs) right All right, everybody, we're signing off. And as I like to say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling, stay hydrated. Peace.